When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I'd argue that the peanut butter cracker is a top three quick snack that will elevate your game. That's just me based on the last four minutes. And I think you're going to see the results of that here in the next five. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80. That's just me. That's a little insight into what's going on over here, Joe. And listen, the Eagles right now have the best chance at the number one seed in the NFC, followed by the 49ers, the Lions, and the Cowboys. I wonder if the way things are shaking out right now, if maybe considering what the Eagles' schedule is, that we are... I'm not going to say overrating because I'm one of the guys that fully believes that they will be there at the end, but underestimating the road that lies ahead to be the number one seed at this point, despite the fact that they have a 64.8% chance, according to ESPN FPI. And I would guess that a lot of that has to do with what happened last night. So what are we looking at the rest of the way here for Philadelphia? They come off Kansas City, short week, turn around Buffalo, and then is it San Francisco the following week? Uh, I believe San Francisco is in two weeks, is it And then on top of it, you're going to be dealing with Dallas at some point in the very near future as well, and Mm -hmm. that's going to be a road game. So the next few weeks, as we continue to bring this up, are going to be a very important stretch for the Eagles in terms of how they're going to handle the rest of the way out. So it's going to be Buffalo at home, San Francisco at home, at Dallas, at Seattle. Then you'll have the Giants, Cardinals, Giants. You should be able to run the table there, but that's going to be the opportunity for the Detroit Lions to sneak through this next three-week stretch. Buffalo, San Francisco, at Dallas. Because Detroit is going to counter, and the rest of the way out, this looks really good. They're going to host Green Bay. That's a win. They're going to go to New Orleans. That should be a win. They're at Chicago. That should be a win. They host Denver. They go to Minnesota. And then at the end of the season, they're at Dallas before hosting Minnesota again. Detroit very much, very, very much has an opportunity to slide past Philadelphia. Not because Philadelphia isn't better, but because Philadelphia is going to run a gauntlet here the next few weeks in which the door could be wide open for Detroit to run through it. Meanwhile, San Francisco. At Seattle Thursday night this week. At Philadelphia, Seahawks at home. At the Cardinals, Ravens at Commanders against the Rams. Here's what's interesting to me. Are we going to find ourselves in a situation where the Detroit Lions, who inexplicably here have an 8.1% chance, according to FPI, which, frankly, I can't imagine based off of that schedule, comparatively speaking, right? You're a game behind at the moment. You're 5-1 and one in the NFC. So are we going to run into a situation, Joe, where the Detroit Lions are going to have the number one seed in the NFC, but nobody is going to consider the Detroit Lions the best team in the NFC? If A, then absolutely B. 
If they find a way to the number one seed, there isn't anyone out there who's going to be buying them as the number one seed. Because that because path is just too easy. It's, it's, it's that. And because, again, it's recency bias. We haven't seen them do it on the big stage. So why would we believe they're going to do it? We saw Philadelphia go to the Super Bowl last year. We've seen the Niners go to the NFC Championship game, what, like three years in a row? Mm-hmm. Like, because we've seen it before, we're more comfortable believing it and getting behind it happening again. Whereas with the Lions, well, you haven't shown it to me yet, so I'm not willing to buy in. These are the type of cogn- cognitive biases that you can take advantage of in sports betting and in other departments. Because Detroit might be every bit as good as these teams. But people aren't willing to buy in, and if they're not willing to buy in, the bookmakers aren't going to price it that way either. This is very important for Detroit over the next few weeks to try to get ahead of Philadelphia because historically, and this comes right back to recency bias, I'm going to be a victim of this right here as I lay this out. Historically, Jared Goff, when playing outdoors in cold weather, is someone you want to get as far away from as humanly possible. He's from Marin County out north of the of the uh, Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, played his college ball at Cal, then got drafted by the Rams. Going outdoors and playing in the cold has never been his thing. Case in point, going into that Week 18 matchup last year at Lambeau Field, where there was a playoff spot on the line until Seattle won earlier in the day, Jared Goff had played 10 games in temperatures below 40 degrees. He had thrown seven touchdowns and seven interceptions and produced a quarterback rating in the 30s. Not impressive at all. Historically known for struggling in those spots. If you cannot secure the number one seed and you need to go to Lincoln Financial Field in January, there's a real good chance that's a cold weather game. And there's a real good chance Jared Goff not only is going to be going up against a very good Eagles team, but he's going to be going up against the history of performing very poorly in those situations. Okay. So what we're saying is Detroit's not going to win on the road. I would say it's, it's a much taller task than people realize, uh, me, given this me, information. Let me rephrase it. Detroit's not going to win an NFC championship game on the road. Detroit wins the NFC if they've got the number one yep. seed. That's their only path. Do we both agree that both the Eagles and the 49ers are capable of winning in Detroit? Yes. Yeah. They're built that way. Can they are throw, both built to go on the road and win a game I'm only like going to ask a question. Can we throw the Cowboys into that? I'm not. I'm Me not neither. throwing them in. No. Me neither. Devil's advocate situation. No, that's, that's fair. All. It's very fair to bring it up. They have to be brought up. Hey, they did just beat Carolina. They looked really good against Carolina this past weekend. Got to give them credit for that, right? Got to talk about how good Dak looked in that game. He threw. They had 33 points more than I did against Carolina. Yeah, it's it's. we do this every week with Dallas. And man, the Cowboys yeah. looked really good in that game. Nobody cares if you beat Carolina. We, we said this before the season started. Nobody cares about those games. We cared about the Philadelphia game that you blew late. That's the game that mattered. I don't think anybody is going into Philadelphia and winning, period. Not even the Niners. The Niners are not going into Philadelphia and winning. And when I say that, I'm not talking about the regular season game here in two weeks. Right. I'm talking about the NFC Championship game. Okay? That's a whole nother kettle of fish. This, I don't even know what kettle of fish means. Do fish come in a kettle? I, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I've been hearing like some of these old-timey sayings lately, and they're sticking in my head, and i got to move on from them. I, I don't know. That's... <laughs> Let me just go. There's with- like one 85 year old guy in the Midwest driving around who just loves that analogy. He got it. He loves it. 
Nobody else can tell him otherwise. And by the way, he probably shouldn't be driving. So (laughs) that's the point. So no offense, but, you know, anyway. If you understood that reference, you should not be driving. Exactly. (laughs) That that Venn diagram is a circle. (laughs) It's a perfect circle. So let me just go with it's a whole other thing. How about that? Um, I, I... if you want to tell me that the 49ers are going to go in and win in two weeks, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I have a healthy respect for San Francisco when they are healthy. It is not healthy enough to believe that they're going to win the NFC championship on the road in Philadelphia. Do you, if, if, if Purdy had stayed healthy in the game last year, do you think they were winning that game? I don't that one. I, I don't think so. Mostly because it was the first installment of Purdy. And I think that call early in the game that swung to Philly in their favor. That was a better Philly team in my in my opinion, even yeah. though Hertz did not look great in that game. If you go back and watch the tape of that game, Hertz didn't want to go over the middle of the field when he threw it deep. He just kind of chucked it down the sidelines. He ran the ball well in that game. He didn't throw the ball well in the game. The Niners had a good game plan there. Let me let me reposition this and ask you differently. I do think San Francisco, though, the way they're constructed can go win a game like that on the road. Mm-hmm. They can run the ball. They can control tempo. They can play defense. Teams built like that can win anywhere. Do you think Detroit could go to San Francisco and win if things went really haywire and the Niners ended up with the highest seed? I would have trouble seeing that. So we're basically saying Detroit has virtually no chance of winning the NFC unless they have the one seed, and even then we're not necessarily buying it. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the big leagues, Detroit. Okay. I mean, it's honestly, it's step by step. You know, the the they're, they're a mentally tough team. Even to do what they did the other day against a bad team, yes, but a team that showed up, they're a mentally tough team. I don't know that they're there yet. They 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 might be a year away from the Super Bowl. They might be. It's but that I'm wake not up call game. Like that AFC championship game where the Chiefs blew it against the Patriots. Like yeah. that game. Like you need that game to go look in the mirror and say, all right, there's a whole new level we haven't experienced yet that we just saw. We need to get to that and pass that if we want to be the next big thing. And that's the game they're going to have this year in the playoffs, you're saying. Joe, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. I absolutely believe that to be the case. Don't miss See Better Drive Safer Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts with great deals on wiper blades, headlight bulbs, and more. They'll even install your new wiper blades for free. Get ready for shorter days, more nighttime driving. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. But what about the AFC at this point? We're going to tell you one team that could steal AFC Championship game hosting duties from Patrick Mahomes. It's next. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Lamar to throw. Fires down the middle. It's deflected and caught. On the deflection, Nelson Aguilar. 20, 15, 10, 5. He flips in for six. Ravens in the end zone. They give it to the bus and the bus rolls in. Touchdown, Ravens. And with 4.49 left to play, the Hayes in the ball. They just play hard, and they care, and they care about each other, and they want to do it for each other. You know, that's what a team is all about. The Ravens are knocking on the door for sure. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Joseph. So as we did with the NFC, it's time to look at the AFC. Now this is ESPN FPI, the Football Power Rankings Index, to which Joe bases all of his knowledge. And we go with the Just following. Just to correct that, uh, I base very little of my knowledge. You're not a believer in the FPI. It, it, I don't necessarily know how it works. I've never taken the time to learn how it works, so it's tough to say, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to follow yeah. this. I I'd like to know the mechanisms behind it. Joe to ESPN, dump the FBI. That was the headline <laughs> I just saw right there. Also not true. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I read things the way I want to. Anyway, Chiefs at 41% to have the number one seed. Ravens, 19%. Dolphins, 18%. Jaguars, 12%. Even the Browns in the mix at 6%. Now... We can go through who they're playing, when they're playing them. I, right now, would not bet against the uh, Baltimore Ravens to have the number one overall seed, despite the fact that one of their biggest weapons went down, and it was clear that it certainly did a number on their players. Here's John Harbaugh on Mark Andrews' injury. Nothing's completely definitive yet, uh, but my understanding is, in talking with uh, our trainer and the doctors, is that uh, it wasn't as bad as initially feared uh, right after the game, that there is, uh, there is the, uh, the type of damage that's done 
Sometimes in that kind of an action, what happens to the ankle, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. It's a little cleaner than they thought based on the MRI. He's going to be involved with uh, Dr. Anderson down there in Carolina, uh, uh, in Charlotte, here uh, the next few days, and uh, that we'll know more. But there might be an outside chance he could get back at some point in time. So we'll just have to see how that goes, though, and I don't want to say that's definitive by any stretch, but there is some optimism. Well, listen. If he comes back, that's great. It's gravy, though. At this point, you proceed as if he's not going to be part of it. But look at this schedule, okay? Next couple of weeks, it's just chalk them up and get them and get it done. At Los Angeles, as in the Chargers, by week, home for the Rams. But then it gets dicey. At the Jaguars, at the 49ers, Dolphins and Steelers at home to close out the year. That is not easy, but this is a this is a mentally tough team. I really like the Ravens to be able to find a way into that number one spot. They're there right now, granted, but I really like the Ravens to be able to find a way into that number one spot when we all assume that Kansas City is going to be there. There is no player in the NFL right now under more pressure than Lamar Jackson. This is it. This is the guy. This is the moment. This is what everyone's been waiting for. The table is set. The deck is cleared. Now is your time. Now is your time. We are 11 weeks in the books. The Baltimore Ravens currently own the number one seed in the AFC. They have an elite defense. They have an upgraded arsenal on offense in addition to an upgrade at the offensive coordinator position. They have one game that they're going to play in the next 23 days. One game in a 23-day stretch that spans November into December so you can get rested and healthy for the playoff push. What an amazing schedule, Quirk. Kansas City is down. Cincinnati is down. Buffalo is down. You've got your fat new contract. There is nothing in the way this year that can serve as an excuse, a hurdle, or a problem. Lamar Jackson has now squarely become, after last night's loss for the Chiefs to the Eagles, the guy with the most pressure on his shoulders this year. Because when you go back through that postseason history of his, it's not impressive. Made his debut as a rookie against the Chargers. Lost that game at home. No big deal. Young kid who had stepped in as the starter halfway through the season. The following year against Tennessee. Loss. Completes 52% of his passes. One touchdowns. Two picks. Plays terrible. Following year. Bounces back. Gets his revenge against Tennessee. Scores three points the following week. Loses at Buffalo. And then last year was not in that playoff game against Cincinnati. He is 1-3 and as a starter in the postseason. No more contract issues. No more Greg Roman's the problem. No more injuries on defense. No more the Chiefs are too good. The Bills are too good. The Bengals are too good. Nothing is in the way. This is the year where he has to walk through and bring down the curtain. Okay, I will say one thing is in the way, though, because you have to look at Kansas City, and I'm going to ask you which team you'd rather be right now. You just outlined the one game in 23 days situation that Baltimore has coming up. Look at this for Kansas City. Raiders, Packers, both on the road, Bills at home, at the Patriots, Raiders at home, Bengals at home, at the Chargers. That is soft as Charmin, my friend. Conversation isn't about whether or not he should get the one seed. Conversation is about winning the AFC. 
I don't care if Kansas City finds a way to win more games and then grab the one seat ahead of Lamar Jackson. We are now 11 games into the season or 11 weeks into the season. The table's set for him. This is the best scenario he has ever faced in his career. There are no excuses the rest of the way out. But Okay, but if that's the case, what you're telling me is there is no excuse for him not to go into Kansas City in an AFC championship game and win it. Correct. I'm telling you that this year there is no excuse for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson to not win the AFC. They've had an excuse every year. He was too young. There were too many injuries. He was injured. Last year it was, well, is he playing or is he not playing because of the contract situation? Greg Roman's a problem. Mahomes is too good. Burrow's too good. Josh Allen's too good. All those issues that have precluded the Ravens from catching the flack they deserve for not delivering in the postseason do not exist this year. Kansas City has issues on offense. Buffalo's got plenty of issues on both sides of the ball. Joe Burrow's out for the season. Deshaun Watson's done. The Jags just had a big game against the Niners and got rolled. Miami hasn't beaten anybody this season. Baltimore's playing one game in a 23-day stretch at the most important juncture of the season where they can get rested between November and December. There's nothing in the way. He's got his contract. He's got his new offensive coordinator. He's got weapons. None of the top guns around him are as strong as they've been in years past. What's standing in the way? This is the year we can look at Lamar Jackson and say, now's the time you got to deliver, man. In the past, we've had excuses. We've blamed the OC. We've talked about the competition being too tough. We've talked about all these different reasons why it's okay that he hasn't made a deep run. If he's a star franchise guy, which I believe he is, this is the year he delivers on that. Are you finished? Yeah. Well, Unless there's another ridiculous question coming. No, it's not. And here's why. With that part of it, I agree that Lamar Jackson has the most pressure on him to get it done. There's no argument there. I agree that the Ravens should be able to find their way to the number one seed. But if they don't, Joe, I am not of the belief as of yet, considering what we have seen from the Kansas City defense, that he can go into Kansas City and win that game. I am not of that belief yet. At home? Yes. Absolutely they can win that game at home. On the road? Man. That's asking a lot, a lot. I mean, this this defense, we've talked about it the last few days, and the idea that it could be the difference maker for Kansas City this year in actually making it to the AFC Championship game, if not to the Super Bowl. No doubt. But isn't it fair at this point in his career, given everything we've laid out, to say now's the time you have to win a game like this? Yes. Now's the time. Like, you yes. have to win one of these games. He has never... He's never won a big game. Do we realize that? In the entire history of his career, he's been paid now. In the entire history of his career, Lamar Jackson hasn't won a single big game. What he is won he, one, one playoff game. What's that? He's one and three in the postseason. He won one playoff game in the wild card the round against the Titans, which, okay, I'll give yeah. you that. That's but not a big ba- game. He was bad in the game. He was bad in the game that they won. I think I have it in front of me right here. He was 17 of 24, zero touchdowns, one interception, 179 passing yards. He took five sacks. Yeah, he was bad in the game. And and, but the point is, they they won that one game. You're you couldn't be more right on all of this with Lamar Jackson. And I'm a Lamar Jackson guy. 
I am having trouble right now seeing where he's going to win in Kansas City. No excuses? Sure. On board with that. Still don't see it. Still don't see it. That'd make for a great game, though. Oh. I mean, those are two contrasting styles. Talk about the let physicality me, me, of putting those two together. Let me set up a, a championship weekend for you. Ravens, Chiefs in Kansas City. Eagles, Niners in Philly. Or I mean, even Eagles, Niners in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather see Detroit? No, 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 no. I think it's. I think we need Eagles Niners to make up for what happened with the injuries last year. And then okay. in the AFC, I wonder if I'd rather have the Chiefs in. No, if the Chiefs are going to go down, I'd like to see them go down at, at Arrowhead. I think that's the way it's got to yeah. end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would always much rather see the big, bad bullies lose on their home field. Absolutely. I often believe that the divisional weekend is the best sports weekend of the year. That might be better. That might be better. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Sixers host the Cavs. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. In moments, my friends, a major change made by an AFC playoff contender today and it may not be the only one we see. It's next, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. By the way, that will be myself and Mike Tannenbaum on the call from Indianapolis on Sunday. Looking forward to that. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, always provides answers, even when he may not necessarily have them. He joins us right now. Hello, Dan. A little bit of a touchy subject at the moment in the Yeah, NFL that's fair. I kind of thought that as I said it, and I yeah, didn't really mean so it that way. let's not cast, cast those kinds of aspersions. <laughs> yes, no, I, I didn't really mean it that way. It's one of those things, Dan, where you're saying something, you're thinking, wow, this was a mistake. I need to get out of this sentence. <laughs> Pull the ripcord. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, anyway, what did you really call to talk about? How about Matt Canada being fired today by the Steelers? Why did Mike yeah. Tomlin make this decision now? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the Steelers and Tomlin are like a hair-trigger organization that just fires guys all the time. Oh, no, no, actually, no. That's the first time since 1941 
they fired a coach or coordinator in season. So, uh, yeah, I think the, the, the best I can come up with for you is I do think there was at least some concern about losing the locker room. You know, you have Najee Harris come out after the game and talking about, uh, you know, the, the offense basically being a mess. He's not the first player to make those kinds of comments. And I think, you know, if you have a feeling like the players are really starting to kind of, you know, feel like this is something's got to change, um, then then you make a change. And look, Matt Canada's body of work here is two and a half years. There's never been a game in his time as offensive coordinator where the Steelers gained 400 yards of offense, uh, outgained as as you well know by every team they've played this year and every game they've played all 10. So it's not as if it was a snap decision. It's not as if you can say Tomlin wasn't loyal to the guy. Uh, he wasn't doing a good job. And so they're going to move on. But I, I think why now the best answer that I've been able to come up with so far is I, I do think there was at least some concern that the players had had enough. And, you know, it's a season where they have a six and four record and a chance to make the playoffs. You don't want, you know, the locker room to fall apart. Um, obviously when, when that's still the case. Brandon Staley, head coach of the Chargers, he also had an interesting interaction with the media following a loss on Sunday. It seemed like for the first time those frustrations were really boiling over about questions as to him calling the defense, who's to blame for all of this. I mean, I think we're all under the impression that he's gone after the season. Do you think he makes it to the end of the season? And then who are going to be the likely candidates for that job? I have thought all along that Brandon Staley would be out if they didn't make the playoffs. So I guess if that line of thinking makes sense, and, and this is based on conversations, you know, with people around the situation, like, I, I think if that's the case, then I would think he gets to hang on as long as they're in contention, right? So, so if, I would say if it happens during the season, it might be after they're mathematically eliminated. Um, so that that's the sense I, I've gotten since the summertime on Staley's job status. Uh, in terms of candidates, man, if he's gone, there's going to be a line out the door to coach that team with that roster in that city with that quarterback. Um, that's, you, you know, if the Patriots move on, would Bill Belichick want to go there? If Harbaugh's out at Michigan, would he want to go there? I mean, you're talking about high-level names. Now, there's a there's a there's a theory on the Chargers ownership that they don't like to spend big, um, and that maybe the big name coaches would not be uh, who they'd go for. But I think there's a little bit of a, I think there's a little bit of pushback on that in, in terms of what they've spent on the roster and their high level players lately. So, uh, you know, if you're the Chargers and you're looking to make a splash in your market, as they have been since they moved from San Diego to L.A., um, yeah, I think you go big game hunting. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us. Dan, you and I have known each other a long time, so you know that I'm very comfortable basing my opinions on my own reckless speculation on things. So that's what I'm going to do right here, and I need you to set me straight. Um, Dan, I'm looking at the Jets situation, and it feels Mm -hmm. like during the course of the year, they did not bring in a suitable backup because it might affect – the mentality of Zach Wilson. And I think that, for again, own reckless speculation, that Aaron Rodgers is a big part of that, given his relationship with Wilson. All this to say this, Aaron Rodgers has entirely too much power with the New York Jets. Is it fair well, or unfair sure. to say that? I think it's fair. I mean, 
you know, I, I look in his defense, he has he has played four career plays for the team. So like it's he's put a pretty significant figure in, in he Jets deserves that respect. No. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I mean like this is the way they decided to go, right? Like when when they decided to bring in Aaron Rodgers, uh they the decision that goes along with that is you know, he's going to have some input, a lot of input. I mean, you know, the offensive coordinator, half the wide receiver core, uh, the Dalvin Cook signing, you know, these are all Aaron Rodgers-driven decisions, um, not, none of which seem to be particularly good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon unless Rodgers decides he's not coming back next year, which is not what anyone expects. Do we see him coming back this season? I know he's been talking quite well, a bit about it, but as the Jets drift out of playoff range, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to give it a try, does it? No. I mean, look, a lot of what Aaron Rodgers says on medical issues doesn't make a lot of sense. But leaving that aside, <laughs> uh, in terms of his own personal rehab uh, from the Achilles injury, you know, there's a lot going on here. He wants to come back and play. Uh, the Jets are at risk of falling out of content, even if he can come back this year, which we still don't know, right? I mean, just because he says it every week and just because he's talking about what he's doing, we, we still have not seen someone come back from an Achilles tendon tear this quickly. We don't know if it's possible. And, and the bigger picture, if I'm the Jets, is we don't know if rushing back that quickly puts him at risk of further injury that could put his 2024 season in jeopardy. And if I'm the Jets, that's my concern right now. Right, because by the time he's able to come back, if that's mid-December, whatever, they're going to be cooked. I mean, this this Friday, like, this is not Tim Boyle is not an NFL quarterback. I mean, like that that's not going to work. So um, they're going to lose some games, and they're probably going to be out of it by the time he's ready to come back. I I would say to the, if I were them, I would say to him, no, man, let's let's make the priority. You're 100 percent healthy and ready to go for 2024 because we feel like we have a team that can make a run. The question is. Are the Jets empowered to say that to him, or are they sort of uh, have they given it over to him to the point where if he wants to come back, he's gonna? Well, the convenient part about that is he can use them as a scapegoat if he's not wanting to come back well, late. Well, the Jets wanted me to be ready for next year, so we're going to go with that plan. You know? Yeah. Well, he he probably would do that. Yeah. Then. Yes. Danny, thanks. I'm Appreciate sure it as it. always. Sure, he's got all his stories lined up. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. And speaking of the Jets, Robert Sala says that the Jets are going to deal with Zach Wilson's future in the offseason. But will the Jets be dealing with Sala's future instead? That's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. some different personnel changes, but we're looking across the board to see if we can find a way to generate some offense. I'm truly sorry about the, the product we put on the field offensively this season to this point. I don't know, you know, all the guys would say the same thing, but, um, you know, the beautiful thing about it is we got another opportunity. I won MVP twice in the same offense, so I'm a believer in the offense, and yeah, it's easy right now to, to throw it at the usual suspects, Zach and, and Nathaniel, but there's a lot of positions that, that need, to, need to play back. Oh, dear God. Honestly, never before have I heard an injured player comment more than Aaron Rodgers has. Each and every week, each and every week, he's going to give us something. So for that, I should be thankful on this Thanksgiving week, I imagine. You know, glass half full. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, (laughs) Sirius XM Channel 80, on your smart speaker as well. 
Don't forget to hit us on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I got to tell you, though, Joe, thoroughly annoyed with Robert Sala yesterday. Thoroughly annoyed. Oh, yeah? Why is thoroughly, that? Thoroughly. Thoroughly. Take a listen, and you'll find out. Robert, what do you believe you guys could have done differently during the draft process when evaluating the quarterback position? You know what? I actually, uh, I, I've got my thoughts. I've shared them with Joe, but I'm not going to get into it here with you guys. Oh, dear God, stop. I mean, I'm not going to get into it here with you guys. You just told us I hated him. Joe wanted him. I wanted no part of this guy, but I'm not going to tell you that. He, well, he, that's a, <laughs> that's are a really you telling brief. me that's not what happened? That's a real no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that is a really brief snippet. Is there any other context to that, or are we just rolling with that? No, that was, to be fair, that was the context. That, that was, was it? it? That was completely it. And Oof. I, 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 honestly, we're, we're three years removed from this now. You were a guy, by the way, at the time, that was a rookie head coach, had not coached a single game in the NFL yet. And here we are three years later. We all get it. It hasn't worked out. Your guys on the field are splintering. Quinnen Williams is throwing an absolute fit. Garrett Wilson's beyond annoyed with what's going on offensively, and they're all justified to be it. But a day later, I don't need the head coach throwing shade at the GM. Not when I watch the head coach quite literally leap into the arms of the general manager after a win a few weeks back when they beat the Eagles. Remember that? Oh, I remember it. Leapt up into his arms like it was officer and a gentleman. I mean, come on. What are we doing? I tried to tell you a few months ago. Everyone kept telling me, nah, Salah's going to be back next year. Salah's going to be back. It, it, It takes a special kind to be able to navigate an NFL season when you're dealing with this sort of disappointment and this sort of letdown week to week to week. He's no longer a coach. He's a manager. He's a psychologist. He's working to keep that locker room from splintering. And it's somewhat ironic that today when we're talking about that comment about Joe Douglas and Zach Wilson is the same day Mike Tomlin fires Matt Canada, gets in front of everyone, and addresses that situation. Tomlin knew. He knew that Canada had just worn out his last leg on, with that offense and with that team in Pittsburgh. They were 6-3. and three. They were winning. All right, Tomlin had given him plenty of time. We went through this earlier. I got the notes right here. 44 total games as offensive coordinator, 23 with Kenny Pickett. What they produced this year was the 28th-ranked scoring offense and a team that ranked 24th or worse in offensive efficiency and offensive EPA. Tomlin gave him plenty of time. And when the axe finally came down, it was in a situation where no one would question whether or not he was being impetuous. That's the Pittsburgh way. Patience, not apathy. The second it looks like it might go to apathy, they make the decision. And the locker room's going to be better for it. Salah kept getting up every single week talking about how great Wilson could be, how he was the guy, how they were going to rally behind him, how he's been looking good. It was nothing but BS. We all know who Zach Wilson is. We've seen it. They've seen it. And by continuing to say that, continuing to trot him out there, continuing to put up these horrific offensive performances and continuing to lose games, he's going to lose that locker room if he hasn't already. And now you're starting to see everything splinter and the question's going to become for management whether or not you're going to bring him back if this thing's worth saving. Okay, all very dicey there, though. 
couple of reasons why. Number one, continuity, something the Jets have just never had. Number two, Rodgers is still here. If he's back next year, you're bringing in a new head coach, then I assume Hackett is staying, even though Hackett's been part of the problem. Like, I, I think you're changing too many dynamics there, even though I can't stand what Robert Sala just did. Does that at all enter into your thinking as you're considering this for next year? Is Rodgers a team guy or is he just a celebrity? That's what this comes down to. Because at some point, if he's a team guy, like he keeps telling us he is, he'll get behind the greater good. They've tried it his way. Hackett's not very good. We've seen it. The reason Hackett had success was because of Rodgers, and that's going to feed the ego, right? It's the same thing when the Manning family was endorsing Adam Gase. You're not going to bat a 1,000. They endorsed Adam Gase. It turned out he wasn't a very good head coach. So be it. Everyone makes mistakes. But at some point with Rodgers, it comes down to, are you a team guy or is this all about you? Your celebrity, you being at the forefront of everything, you coming before the team. If that's how they want to do things, then yeah, listen to his advice, listen to his thoughts, keep all his key guys employed so that he can operate the way he wants. But at some point, someone's got to make a decision on what's in the best interest of the team. And Hackett has shown he's not a very good offensive coordinator because he's not getting anything out of this offense. No, no. He's not a good offensive coordinator. So, naturally, it's Tuesday. Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show just, I would say, within the last half hour or so, making the following comments regarding Zach Wilson's benching. Obviously, you know, this is uh, disappointing. I, I have some, you know, personal guilt around the whole thing. I mean, I'm pissed that I wasn't able to play and frustrated that, you know, if I was out there and I feel like I'd be playing well, there would be obviously different narratives around our team. And Zach would, again, have the opportunity to learn and grow and see what it looks like um, uh, without the pressure on and, and being able to, to sit in those meetings and, and go through the season uh, and just kind of watch me in my process. So I'm, you know, disappointed and sad about that, but uh, it is what it is, it's a situation, and, you know, we're all going to support Tim and, and move forward, but we're also going to put our arms around Zach and love on him because he's a great kid and and it's not all his fault, and, and uh, you know, this is the way it goes sometimes. Aaron Rodgers jammed this kid down their throats, okay, this offseason. That's exactly what happened. And I know, like, there's this whole explanation, and it made a lot of sense at the time, Joe, of we're going to give him the redshirt year that maybe we should have given him at the beginning. It, you know, we rushed him into this. You know, he only played, he was only a one-year starter in college. We, we got him into the fray too quickly. But now it's like, oh, he's a good kid and you know, all this stuff. Aaron Rodgers... And Zach Wilson have the same agent. They've had a relationship since Aaron, as Wilson was in college. And Rodgers, I guarantee this, I guarantee this, was so anti-bringing in somebody that could potentially be a better option because he didn't want the kid to lose his opportunity of being an NFL quarterback. So if you're talking about Rodgers being a team guy, that's not being a team guy. That's looking out for the kid. How would Rodgers look at Garrett Wilson and all those other guys if he's behind Wilson continuing to play? Biggest mistake with all of this as to whether or not the Jets are going to be able to improve and clean it up, too many decisions are being made based on emotion. That's not how you run a business. 
that's not how you run a lot. That's how bad businesses run. You've got to clean it up. And they make too many emotion-based decisions, and they are where they are as a result of that. In moments, a member of the last Super Bowl champion for the Eagles joins us to tell us how this team gets back on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.